welcome to this episode of Equally Funny. I'm your host, Kate Rogan. This is a podcast where we break down and discuss a topic related to a social justice issue and hopefully make you laugh along the way. Joining me today is Carly Heiser. And welcome, Carly. What's up, Kate? Thanks so much for joining us on this hot afternoon, like hot afternoon. So hot. It's not, hot, it's not even hot, afternoon. Hot day in Chicago. Yeah, it's, it's still the morning. <laughs> it's only 10 in the morning and it's already this warm, um, but we're excited about it. So Carly is a Twitch streamer and a content creator from Chicago. You can find her on Twitch um, at twitch.tv forward slash C underscore two with a two O's and we'll include all of these links in the show notes as well for people on Instagram at Carly two with two O's on Twitter at Carly two with one O and then (laughs) on TikTok consolidated the O's there (laughs) it's fine it's fine there'll be links in the bio you can click them absolutely you don't have to type anything anymore and then finally (laughs) on tiktok at uh c underscore two with two o's so carly how are you doing this morning i'm good i i didn't sleep a whole lot but i don't have like a whole lot to do it's Mm -hmm. one of those things like i used to i used to sleep way better and now i'm just sleep as much as i possibly can that's Mm -hmm. and whenever i can whenever at night i'm like okay i'm gonna try my best yeah go to sleep yeah, I also didn't sleep well last night. I have so like we chatted a little bit before we started recording. Like I am waiting to install my um I am not window waiting unit. my window air, air conditioning unit. I'm not waiting. I'm waiting on somebody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not just like let's just see how long I can go. Yeah, no, please. <laughs> And so like, for me, it's like, whatever, it's a little hot, but I'm like, I have a long haired cat or like a medium haired cat. Oh, yeah. And so I have, uh, I also, so I have a cat and I also have low grade anxiety. So, you know, (laughs) the temperature, when those combine, it's like, I'm just worried constantly that she's going to overheat. Oh, yes. And so they they don't like that. They don't, they don't love it. And so like at two in the morning she like hopped up on the bed and like licked my hand and i was like oh no your tongue feels drier than it <gasps> than it usually does and she was like oh my god stop worrying about this just yeah. go to sleep i'm um, fine i'm yeah. literally just licking your hand yeah and i was like if i okay. knew you were gonna freak out about this i wouldn't have done it right yeah <laughs> so i was like okay fine i'll try to go to sleep and then i was like nope we're not i'm not it's not happening so i like scoop her up at two in the morning like run to the kitchen find like a medication like syringe yeah, yeah, yeah. A syringe. oh my god you have to have like one or two one or two at least two if you have a cat i had yeah. when i had a cat i had a medication syringe too absolutely and so like like suck up some water pop her on the counter and like force her to choke Mm -hmm. down this water at two in the morning and then go back to bed and still worry that she's too hot and she's like oh my god can you just be normal i've got this covered well and the thing about cats is like they will handle it like they will handle it like even if like even if they're not supposed to be handling it they'll handle it right it's like okay okay like but if they really need something they will like they you will know but i get but i get that too where you're like i know the ins and outs of my cat so intimately mm-hmm. that like if mm-hmm. your tongue's fucking dry we're fixing it like right yeah if yeah. your paw looks weird i know about it like <laughs> yes. so it's like kind of like the cat wants their independence but you're like i and you're my sweet small baby and i mm-hmm. need to mm-hmm. take care of you only 
Yeah. yeah. So, like, if nothing else, she's grateful for the time alone in the closet right now that we're recording. <laughs> just oh, my like, mom is so obsessed with me. Uh, <laughs> leave me alone, this crazy lady. <laughs> so we're both running low on sleep, but we're going to dive into our topic for today, which is capitalism. It's pretty dense. It's, it's a big ass topic and just caveat at the top we aren't going to be able to cover everything but we're going to no. talk about some some stuff we'll, we'll graze a bunch of tops of things yes yes um and so carly i think like sometimes it's helpful for us all to just like make sure that we're on the same page with definitions for both of us and our listeners and so what i like to do is propose a little like multiple choice quiz to you our co-host at the top around defining what our topic of the day is so oh, yeah. um it's a segment we're calling let's get definitional um i love it it's a working title we'll see <laughs> let's get definitional <laughs> nah that's good that's good okay it. cool 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 <laughs> Um, all right. So to make sure we're on the same page, Carly, which of the following three choices do you think is the definition of capitalism? Okay. So is capitalism A, a drinking game popular in the steampunk community, wherein <laughs> individuals are challenged to find opportunities to loudly exclaim capital whenever something is worth remarking on and everyone has to drink? So that's option A. And then, or is capitalism option B, a brand awareness campaign developed by a now defunct government agency to drive people to consider relocating to U.S. state capital cities, complete with bad taglines like, is your life lacking snark? Try Bismarck. (laughs) It's a good tagline. I want to move to Bismarck now. Or is capitalism C, an economic system based on the private ownership of the means of production and their operation for profit. Central characteristics of capitalism include capital accumulation, competitive markets, a price system, private property, and the recognition of property rights, voluntary exchange, and wage labor. Well, okay, so this is so hard, but... Mm -hmm. I, f- I, they, it could be any of those to be fair. Yeah. I especially like the drink. I want to play the game. <laughs> Capital. Capital. <laughs> Everybody drinks. Uh, but it is C. It is C. You're yeah. right. Way to go, Carly. Yeah, Just thanks. knocking it out of the park early on. Listen, I'm a genius. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I admit that I pulled that definition straight from Wikipedia. So hey, I thought it... it's it's a it's an economic system. So we should yeah. be able to define it. Yes. And I thought it might internet. be helpful to do like a quick sort of like discussion of the definition of capitalism as we see it, because that definition itself is like a little bit dense. And so and definitions change like, you know, they yeah. not change, but like they yeah. we absorb new meanings into definitions as we grow as a absolutely yeah and so like for me when i think about capitalism i think about like the motivating factor is like the accumulation of capital of money right like money and other things of value whether that's property or investments and then using that money to buy goods and services from places that compete for your dollars and then it's also something that turns people, their talents, and their time like into a commodity. So like earning yes. money in order to survive in the placing system becomes value. a requirement. Yes. Placing value on any and everything and then bartering with that value, whether mostly money though, is really what what's the like main mm-hmm. value 
mm-hmm. thing that has value in capitalism, it seems. Although I think other things have value, but we as the plebs, we as the proletariat have told mm-hmm. been told that it's only money that has value. But correct, yes. yes. <laughs> Capitalists have a lot more than money, yeah. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they got money, they got time. They got yeah. money, yeah, right? They yeah. got money, they got time, they got <laughs> Martha Stewart uh, posted about how many peacocks she has. She has 20. I didn't know that she Martha Stewart... She has 20 Stewart... peacocks. Okay. But that's good for her. I don't... That's none of my business. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, that is they fine. Money, they got time. They got peacocks. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so critics of capitalism argue that it concentrates power in the hands of a minority capitalist class that Ooh. exists through the exploitation of the majority working class and their labor it prioritizes profit over social good natural resources and the environment is an engine of inequality corruption and economic instabilities and that many are not able to access its purported benefits and freedoms such as freely investing supporters argue that it provides better products and innovations through competition promotes pluralism and decentralization of power disperses wealth to people who are able to invest it and allows for a flexible incentive system where efficiency and sustainability are priorities. Um, again, I pulled that from Wikipedia, but just wanted to kind of like set the groundwork for like, there are definitely critics of capitalism. Bless you. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> um, we're leaving it in. <laughs> this is okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm choking. <laughs> no worries. Cool. Um, so just kind of like setting the groundwork, like there are definitely critics of capitalism. There are a whole lot of proponents of capitalism, but what we're going to dive into now is kind of like a quick overview of like the history of how we got here to this capitalistic state. And I'm going to take that, that piece. Um, and I really fucking struggled with how to talk about the history of capitalism. It feels crazy overwhelming and like, I admit that this is a view that is also is like plugged into a bunch. Yeah, that's what you've Kate. I respect and love you so much. You have taken on a huge, a huge deal with this podcast because I'm sure you're finding out everything feeds into everything else. And it sure does a really big, complex system that we're like, what the fuck? How do we get here? It's like so capitalism is not unique in that and that it also has its little tentacles smashed into all the other stuff that we are dealing yeah with. it's not like a gentle caress of a tentacle nope. <laughs> no it's, it's a <laughs> large one yeah. big kraken tentacle just jammed into everything yeah. <laughs> um and so like this view is like a view that's primarily concerned with how the u.s got to where it is today mm, in terms of capitalism so it draws heavily on european traditions and historical context so Let's get started. All right, let's dive into some history. Uh, Buckle in. in. Uh, So we could go all the way back and talk through the transition from hunter-gatherer groups to modern capitalism, but this is only meant to be a (laughs) 45-minute podcast episode. So let's just fast forward a little bit. So uh, we're going to start with feudalism. You remember. Uh, Capitalism, pre-capitalism yeah arguably worse but you know who's counting definitely not great it's that thing you sort of not great not great not a great doing your best not great yeah no it's like that thing you sort of remember learning about in some like world history class you took at some point and you're like all right that was a thing um but let me paint you a picture paint it picture it you're in the you're in like medieval europe it's like the fifth century to the 15th century Ooh, it's raining 
<laughs> it's very it's raining it's and the, raining the smells alone are enough to make you want to die on the daily but somehow you soldier on <laughs> and so it's a largely agrarian society we gotta feed fucking people right yeah. and you mean them potatoes lots of potatoes lots of potatoes and like root vegetables they're um they're safe in the ground they're mm-hmm. safe in the ground Mm-hmm. yeah they don't belong outside <laughs> yeah until we need them yeah <laughs> so there are like rich lords who like owned land and then like everyday locals who had to farm this land and they did so in exchange for like a place to live food and protection and they were largely trapped in this relationship like with yeah, the land forever. their whole family cycle was yeah. literally you lived and died on the same plot of land that your like grandmother and mother and yeah father did. yeah yeah, there wasn't, sure. there was not a whole lot of upward mobility. Not a whole lot. Of, I'm gonna get out of this town. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm gonna go see New York. No, it's gonna be no, great. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no you're gonna stay here. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's still raining, and it's still it's smells raining. bad. <laughs> you can't um, start your emo band here. Sorry. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, and now here's what I will say. I did go down a little bit of a rabbit hole on feudalism during my research. I clicked on a link at one point and started reading like a college grad school level textbook on the history oh, cool. of the political economy of Britain. I love you. That's dude. <laughs> I do the same thing. I was like, I think I'm going to read like the first six chapters of this book of theory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And then um, I was like, maybe you're letting your fears, Kate, of uh, not being perfect influence your behavior here. And so I had to talk myself off that ledge and be like, lady, you already did your political economy homework in college, in your master's, in your PhD. Like, we don't need to do this shit again. How many degrees do you need, Kate? You're smart. (laughs) So it's like, it's like, let this go. And is this actually helpful for listeners to get into a debate over what caused the uh, death of feudalism? Was it the rise of mercantilism or was it due to a combination of the Black Death and famines resulting from reductions in farming yields? Why not both? Here's the, exactly. It's a fucking combination, oh, I man, am sure. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, both and. Let's, let's not get into this black and white oh, thinking. Come on. Um, so if you are interested, if our listeners are really interested in uh, feudalism, go Google. I encourage you. But uh, this is not a podcast about feudalism. We're just trying to get you know to fucking it. capitalism. Kings yeah. and queens, my lord, my lady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Feudalism. Mm-hmm. Rain. Uh, okay. Point is this. Feudalism at- ends and mercantilism is the new hotness, which moves us more towards farmers owning their own land, workers being paid in wages for their efforts, as opposed to like the protection and like unwanted advances from the Lord that they belong to. Yeah. Uh, and merchants bringing products for sale at market. Mercantilism and trade like begins to expand and sort of like move beyond national borders and individuals as well as like nations now start to make money and accumulate capital and then we move toward the period of colonialism so <laughs> super fun time super Ugh. fun time a <laughs> lot of busyness a lot of busyness for colonialism everybody's very busy yes mm. And so European powers are moving beyond their borders, invading other regions, snatching up natural resources, displacing, murdering, and enslaving local populations in the process <sighs> to continue this building of an accumulation of wealth for both nation, nation states and then like the upper classes. And wealth at this time was still very much viewed as like a zero sum game between European powers, meaning that like 
there were limits to everything, including wealth. And so a win for Portugal is going to be like a loss for England. And states were ruthless in pursuing and securing advantages at the expenses of people of color, poor people, women, indigenous populations and civilizations, and the natural environment. Just a real downer. Big like, sigh. Large yeah. sigh. Oh, and it's Ruthless still fucking raining. Yeah, it's no, and it's still fucking raining. Yeah. Hey, that's why they were like, let's get out of this town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So after colonialism, are you still with me, Carly? I know mm-hmm. that this is, we're moving, we're moving quickly through a lot. And um, that part was, that part kind of hit me right in the, yeah. right in the feels. I was like, oh, right. Mm-hmm. Colonial, colonialism. Gross. <laughs> Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Oh, moving on. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Industrialization. It doesn't oh, get any better. So here's where capitalism like really fucking takes off. And it coincides with like the introduction of some theories that were uh, sort of put out into the world by a whole like group of economists. And it includes concepts like the free market, the invisible hand of capitalism, which just sounds gropey, in my opinion. Oh, it is. That's the whole point. (laughs) It's the tentacle. It turns in. That's the tentacle! The invisible hand of capitalism. It's actually a tentacle. Yeah, yeah. It's like gropey and then um, like gets into everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And it also started talking about concepts like competition and rational self-interest. It sort of shifts the concept to the idea that there is plenty of wealth to go around, but like entrepreneurs, service providers, and organizations need to compete for business in a free marketplace where people have options on where to spend their money, like where to buy their food, where to buy their clothes, or buy raw materials for making other things. This competition in the marketplace leads to innovation, according to proponents of capitalism, as there will be a constant need to stay competitive. And uh, it also introduces the idea that anyone can succeed in this marketplace as long as they can compete. Damn, they got a lot of buzzwords, yeah. don't they? <laughs> a lot of jargon. Yo, of... you guys been buzzing words. <laughs> Just making up new terms and hammering them home. That's a good marketing campaign. Words. Yeah, for it's sure. Effective. Yeah. And when I say they uh, start selling the ideas that like anyone can compete, I mean white, straight, anyone cisgender. With capi- anyone with capital. Yeah. Anyone anybody- with capital. Yeah. Anybody with capital and privilege that already exists in yeah. their life. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. Uh, based on the time period, I don't really think that these ideas were introduced and being inclusive of most folks. Um, As is our way, apparently. <laughs> 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 still still hammering that one home just yeah. still riding that same horse yeah okay so we've gone from feudalism and this brings us up to like through uh mercantilism colonialism industrialization that brings us up to the modern era and we are. this is where we exist in a capitalist capitalistic society on steroids yes uh, regulations to help manage this marketplace have been slashed. Income inequality is higher than it's ever been. And the purported benefits of capitalism are increasingly difficult to realize for all but a very small portion of the population. <clears throat> okay. So I feel like we just covered a whole host of topics that you, deserve their own episodes. You, you yeah, you did it. We, we, we're through it. We've done it. Yeah. 
Um, but I'm going to pass it over to you, Carly, now. Right. And hopefully you are going to tell us a little bit about how to grapple with such a big topic and maybe provide a bit of hope now right. that I've brought us way down into everything is pointless. So, well, so, we, know, so we know we're here. <laughs> here we are in capitalism as it exists today. It yeah. is true. So when you say, so when you say um, capitalism on steroids, that is, that is what we're dealing with because we did have a period when we say like the good old, you know, where we got our, where we got our American taglines, where we got all of our good old uh, US of A, so patriotic taglines was from a period of time in America when we were kind of operating on capitalism uh, junior where there were tons of regulations put in place like rich and i believe like the any rich capitalists rich people were taxed at like 90 percent um businesses were taxed at 90 percent like no we had so many regulations in place that no one person no one business no one entity could obtain too much Mm -hmm. because most the rest of it we'll go back in Texas. The rest of it will go back into our infrastructure, into our education, into our um, general society. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we started, I don't want to say we, because I'm not included in that. But <laughs> I wasn't uh, on the memos. I, I, did I wasn't not... on the memos and I did not approve this yeah. move. They didn't um, invite me to this meeting, this vote. <laughs> but the more resources you have, the more you can influence the way that a system works mm-hmm. so these companies these people started lobbying legally for the regulations that were keeping us moving super smooth mm-hmm. um to be slashed so like they like what is it the reagan era yeah. cut cut tons of regulations for businesses stop taxing them allowed like banks to be like moved overseas so that you weren't taxed for that income um so now we're in a position where we have companies and people using all of our like whatever American labor they have and then not paying taxes on it and not providing for the people who are giving them the labor Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. where it wasn't like that. Whereas like people say like, Oh, well, capitalism isn't bad. Well, it's not a, well, it's not a value judgment. It's the way that it functions and it's functioning the way that capitalism is set up is acquire. So Mm -hmm. it's, you let it acquire and it will, beyond all beyond all regulation beyond all anything it will acquire that's Mm -hmm. that's its only function and without any influence which is like our system has not allowed much influence we do have social systems thank god for fdr Mm -hmm. Um, because when we were in the great depression socialism and social systems not even i don't even say like socialism by itself because these 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 systems can't function without the theory and the thought behind the people who are implementing them into our system Mm -hmm. but social systems pulled us out of the great depression Mm -hmm. um so without the implementation of like without what's the word you not unique without assorted systems working Mm -hmm. together capitalism is just acquire and destroy Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. is that is its function it's like required to compete right yeah. like the whole point is acquire and destroy yeah. and that it doesn't and like it's funny that like it's funny that the argument is that capitalism will bring innovation as if people haven't been inventing stuff since the dawn of time mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we don't we actually don't need a system in place to invent anything we'll do it when we're bored people <laughs> will do people will make stuff up and we actually make more stuff mm-hmm. when we're bored 
but capitalism, as we know, steals our time to give to the people who own our time now. Mm-hmm. And they sell it back to us, which is my first, that's the first thing I see is stealing time and selling it back to us as convenience. So we mm. think we live in a capitalist society where, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Like we have, oh, look at all the cool gadgets we have. Look at all the, look at all the interesting food we have. Look at all the, but it's all like shiny new stuff where it's like, well, I don't need, like, I don't, we're like, I don't need, you wouldn't need to order from Uber Eats if you had time to cook. <laughs> right. And, and like have access to affordable food. Because and... you have to spend way, 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 way more time yeah. giving all of your time and energy mm-hmm. into a system that steals all of your time and energy and then sells you back a bunch of stuff you don't really need mm-hmm. and tells you that's freedom and convenience and that's good. Yeah. yeah. But if you had more time, maybe you'd like cooking, but you'd mm-hmm. never know because you're selling all of your time. You have to sell all of your time. In order to make enough money. In order to make enough money to live. Yeah. Which is not... It's interesting that the one Mm -hmm. thing we're all doing living is cost money now. Interesting. Strange. Yeah. Like, it's almost like it was set up that way. Yeah. And I feel like it's interesting because, like, doing a little bit of reading, I think that there is this um, sort of idea that, like, in the post-war period, like, post-World War II, right? Like, there was this really large kind of, like, economic expansion and increased access to opportunity for a lot of people not everyone definitely not including everyone in this big big side not even side note what is it uh what's the ones at the bottom footnote (laughs) big footnote yeah Yeah. it's never it's never in favor of the historically oppressed ever no no and like it is interesting that you know, we talk a lot of economists, I feel like refer to or some economists refer to like the post war period as like this great sort of um, example of what is possible when capitalism and regulation is merged together to and create social systems, yeah. abundant social systems, yeah. abundant like education, mm-hmm. social security, un- like unemployment, abundant, abundant unions were abundant, like oh, things yeah. that are getting like destroyed. So funny that they're like, they cite this time, exactly what you said, like, as like, oh, what is achievable? And it's like, yeah, you destroyed that on purpose. Yeah, the 80s happened. Yes. Like, the, <laughs> you, know, like. you destroyed that on purpose to acquire and destroy. Mm-hmm. And it's not, and like, it's important to not see capitalism as this like evil, evil entity. It doesn't have a value. It's mm-hmm. not a person. It is just a system that's been, that's running right now. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean like it's something that like we have, like, we have to how we're stuck like it's like no we people run the system we decide what's happening and the capitalists decide like a lot of things Mm -hmm. but not forever no and i feel like capitalism has like a lot of hustlers out here right like trying to tell us that like this is the only way and if we do any sort of like government regulation to help step in and build up some of these social programs again increase access to like the promise that capitalism purports to have for everyone that that is somehow like an attack on the free market as if there hasn't been government intervention in economic systems since forever. Right? That's like how they work. They work together. They they have to work together, right? Yeah. They can't work on their own. Yes. 
and I'll stop talking now because this is your segment. Oh I'm no, sorry. yeah, no, it's a, this is a team segment. <laughs> We're a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and another, yeah, and that's another thing that's actually so funny that you brought up. You brought up that one of the things that capitalism does. This is a funny, sneaky thing that capitalism does. It gives you, it gives you, a definition of something that sounds good and says that capitalism is that, but it actually the, is the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Whereas it says like something, something that's that happens in capitalism is like the myth of scarcity there's not enough Mm -hmm. you say like oh there's too many people in the world there's not enough resources there's not enough money there's not enough housing there's not enough food Mm -hmm. that's a lie that's not true we could feed the entire planet the entire planet capitalism complicates it and makes you think that it's like well who's gonna pay but we do have we do have enough there's enough love and money and houses and food for everybody we're not overpopulated we are the resources are being slurped by the tentacle Mm -hmm. into places where they don't belong. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like capitalism, particularly since it's been so deregulated and has shifted into like what I think some economists call like crony capitalism, where it just like serves and feeds the hands of the people that already have access to all of this stuff, right? Like it's not actually, there is no sort of like access for middle class or working class folks. It's very much just like, okay, these people have money, power, influence up here, and they can continue to increase all of those things, right? In this current system. And for people who um, are in like the middle class or working class, they because of the deregulation that has happened, there has been no sort of like similar upward trajectory for them for the past 40 years or whatever it is, yeah. right? Like income inequality has increased so much. Middle class wages have stagnated. The price of education has increased the price of getting money has increased, right? Or like taking loans has increased. All of these things have increased in taxes have like increased for the middle class and the working class and not for the upper class. And so it's this insidious lie that like raises people up and shows you like them as examples of what's possible, right? In this capitalistic world, if you just work hard enough, if you're just smart enough, if you're just willing to put in the extra time and effort, and again, sell all of your time and the effort of making money in this system. But it's a lie. It's not actually like the game is rigged, right? It's not actually possible anymore. For most people. Exactly. Because there's no, and that's the funny thing is the thing that, the thing that made like capitalism flourish, the thing that made it, that made it beneficial for at least the, the United States for so long was that it also fed the people who were running it. Mm -hmm. But when you starve the people who are running your system, the system isn't, the system can't be sustained. That's like, you put us on a hamster where you don't feed us any food. How fast that wheel going to go? I'm real tired. I'm, I'm real so tired. tired and hungry. And I think, <laughs> and it's so funny too. Like, I don't want to say funny. It's not funny, but it's interesting that. It's not we, funny, ha ha, but have, funny, like. like <laughs> not funny, ha ha, but funny, like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, we have, you know, time, time is a commodity that capitalism tells us isn't important, but is is arguably more important than any other commodity that we have. Because mm-hmm. you only have so much of it, then you don't know how much you have. 
Mm-hmm. And also that we get, you know, we get put on pause by a global pandemic, which only happens every, what, 100 years? Yeah. Interesting timing when we're already at critical mass for capitalism and time and exploitation mm-hmm. and and things that are not working very obviously not working but we're all like putting on like putting on like a grin Mm -hmm. and pretending that like yeah i guess this is how it is and shown violently but also like all at once that's like this is not how it is this is not not how how it has has to be be. yeah and i do think that like like we were talking about i think that like capitalism combined with other systems maybe can work like i feel like i'm still figuring it out there's i think there's there's good things there's beneficial things to every economic well i don't say feudalism <laughs> maybe not feudalism <laughs> there's, maybe not feudalism just there's so much rain just so much reason, just so much rain yeah that <laughs> i got out of this town mm-hmm. there's beneficial components to like i mean that's why yeah. people implement it right mm-hmm. like there's beneficial components to everything like there's a lot of like beneficial components i don't, I don't there's beneficial components to capitalism that do serve some purpose mm-hmm. and can, can be like salvaged and 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 changed into something Mm -hmm. that we want but like we're the ones who decide that like we're the ones who decide like because if nobody's buying the thing get nobody you don't make it anymore Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if nobody's like 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 if nobody's gonna buy like as much as like capital like it's like what can one person do yeah it's like well what can a bunch of one persons do Mm -hmm. it's not about convincing people to like it's not about convincing people to do one thing it's just about starting to make those choices for yourself like focusing inward making choices for yourself mm-hmm. you change yourself and if enough people are changing themselves then the whole system changes because that's mm-hmm. how it works it can't sustain itself with a bunch of people not doing the thing that the system wants it to do yeah well i feel like that's such a great point and it feels like a great transition sort of like into our next segment talking about like what can we do about this right yes. like what how how can we exist in this system and not be crushed by like the weight of it by yeah. that big fucking tentacle that just like that slaps big down fucking tentacle. well we do right still have social systems mm-hmm. we do still have like there's like government assistance to buy like houses there's government mm-hmm. like there are systems they're just not shiny new fancy convenient the really insidious thing that capitalism does is for me it makes me f- like it makes you feel like you're too stupid to talk about it to engage with it to critique it and like I feel like I mentioned at the top of this like I struggled with building the outline for this show and I felt like I kept getting trapped in this idea of how I wasn't smart enough to talk about capitalism or think about my relationship to capitalism and I think like one thing that I want to focus on is sort of reading up on more critiques of capitalism to kind of like open up my world right like i think yeah. one of the like you were talking about earlier it's like one of the key sort of like pieces of the puzzle of breaking out of any system is the ability to see alternatives yes. right as options yeah. and see a better future right not feel so sort of like stuck in under the weight of this particular system because we are 
people make everything. Mm-hmm. There is no mysterious wizard man who gifted us capitalism and he's the guy. Like, yeah. no, we make everything. Everything that we, little people, little people make everything. Mm-hmm. And the more you, but that's how the world, that's not even like an idealist. That's literally how the world works. We all agree? Money. We all agree. Mm-hmm. What are, where did fucking Bitcoin for come from? We, <laughs> a bunch of people, enough people agreed. Yeah. This is real money and we'll mm-hmm. trade for it. That's yeah. how systems work. People mm-hmm. doing it. So if there's enough people dreaming and imagining, and it sounds like a little storybook, fifth grade like book that I'm reading, but if there's enough people dreaming and imagining for good futures, I'm not mm-hmm. doing an apocalypse. I'm not yeah. going to talk about, oh, when the apocalypse. No, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how this is how we're going to avoid the apocalypse. I can't wait to avoid the apocalypse. I can't wait. Like mm-hmm. the more people who want something it happens that's mm-hmm. how systems work yeah enough people because like i'm not saying i'm not gonna give advice to the serfs and fucking feudalism but like <laughs> they're all dead they're all, they're all dead and yeah. it was here probably painful yeah it probably sucked <laughs> but like we're in such a we're in such a good position because we're in such a good position to change everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to serve everyone and it's going to take some work and like it, it takes, does it takes work and it takes everybody has a job and like yeah. don't fight with people who aren't doing the same job as you like mm-hmm. some somebody's got to build the thing but somebody also has to write the plans and somebody else has to tell it to everybody and somebody mm-hmm. else like everybody's got a job mm-hmm. and once you, if you have a job and you feel like you have a job like that's the first part of it too yeah it's like yeah. i know what my job is i know what my job is i feel like my job right now is to like continue driving awareness of my relationship to capitalism Mm -hmm. how i feel about where i sit within the system and then develop like an awareness of critiques and alternative ideas and like that means like i think for me i'm going to start with like my first step like to break it down into like itty bitty steps is i'm just going to start reading some angela davis she's like a marxist feminist and like I know I've read her at some point, like, it's, oh, again, yeah. it's like part of my PhD or like part of my master's, like, I am sure that she was on the reading list. Um, but I feel like I'm at a different point now where I can potentially see her messages differently and receive them differently and integrate them into who I am now, right? Yeah. And how I think about the world now. So that's like something that I'm going to do. Um, and like, do you have any sort of like, we're going to like move into a segment like who can people follow? Like, do you yeah. have any like book recommendations or like Instagram accounts that you follow? Oh, God. My so I was there was a really long time where I was like obsessed with the system. I was mm-hmm. like, this is what's happening. Like, it's like you wake up and you're like, oh, my God, there's a whole like made up thing. Like, this isn't just how it is. Like, this is a whole made up thing that people are just running and like people are agreeing with and like, oh, my God. Like you start seeing it everywhere. Yeah, I start yeah. seeing it everywhere, and yeah. I was like, I was always like, capitalism. My favorite guy is Robert okay. Reich. Okay, he's <laughs> he's a good dude. Robert Reich, uh, Reich R E I C H. Mm-hmm. I'll um, drop a link. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then um, what was the other one? What is that guy? He's a Marxist guy. Okay, he's a Marxist guy. What is his name? I'm gonna put. I'm going to say he's a Marxist guy. And then mm-hmm. later I'm going to find the guy and I'm going to send it to you. And you put it in the, you put it in the, I love that idea. Uh, yeah. That's a great plan. But he he has a lot of really great, I mean, and then I don't ascribe 
I don't ascribe to any like specific system because once mm-hmm. you kind of identify with the system, you kind of then are making decisions from the system instead of your own. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like I'm a Marx. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I think there are benefits to a lot of these systems, and I think we should yeah. all be talking about all of these. I think we should be learning about all of them, right? The one guy and- is a Marxist guy, and he breaks down labor really well and breaks down how mm-hmm. capitalism works really well. And Robert Reich um, is an economics professor at Berkeley, and I read he broke my mind open when I read Supercapitalism mm-hmm. by him. Like I don't know when it was published, but it it's an older book, but he writes a lot of like really really easily he easily digests capitalism, and he's not um, he's just a very kind man, mm-hmm. kind nice. Mm-hmm good man easy to listen to he does cartoons on the internet um that's great about it and he's just like and he's very much like he believes in people and he believes Mm -hmm. in like that we have the ability to change systems and Mm -hmm. he's very acquainted with them so Mm -hmm. he's my Mm -hmm. favorite like capitalism guy and i will find the name of the guy he's a lot of show notes marxism guy and i'll put in the show notes yeah okay great and then he can he can hang out next to Angela Davis, who is also yeah. a Marxist lady. Yeah, Marxist lady. Oh wow, yeah. Angela Davis, Swoon. Um, all right. So we've covered like some heavy shit today, as we tend to do in every episode of this podcast. <laughs> um, but hopefully, people laughed along the way. So I, I liked had to, fun. I had a great time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a great time in this hot little closet that I record this podcast. Oh, girl, in. you're doing you're doing you've, the most. You've seen my face get redder and redder as we've gone. Um, but we are getting close to the end. And in general, because we've talked about heavy stuff, I like to close with a segment that's called shit that legit doesn't matter because yeah. we've talked about a lot of stuff that matters. Yes. So Carly, I feel like you're like a Twitch and a streaming expert. So I don't want to say expert, but okay. okay. I'm going to, I'm going to give that to you, assign well, it to you. I, and, it. I yeah. will be on this panel right now. I am the Twitch expert. Absolutely. A thousand percent you are. Cool. Um, so what is a stream that doesn't exist currently, but which you would watch immediately if it you became available? Thing, and then I was like thinking about it. And then I like tabled it. A stream mm-hmm. that doesn't exist uh-huh. that I would watch immediately. Uh-huh. This, this is the first thing that comes to mind. I do, like, I love watching, um, like, people do stuff. Like, I love, uh-huh. like, watching people do stuff. People, I, people, we like that. That's why social media yeah. is like, we like that. We like watching mm-hmm. people be people who are mm-hmm. not us. Like, that's, like, the, our favorite thing. Um, <laughs> my Something that's so interesting to me and that I would watch mm-hmm. is something along the lines of, like, couples doing couple stuff but like in a way that's like raw and real (laughs) real world but like the conceit would have to be i do love watching those like instagram i don't know if you get those instagram ads that are like this is a card game for couples and then you they show two couples or they show uh during questions for the card game and then they have like a really tender moment that neither of them expected and then it's like wah 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 we're in love uh Mm -hmm. or like or like but not in a way i don't like I don't like watching people to like judge them and be like, mm-hmm. not that I'm like better than everybody for that, but like that make, cause I'm like, ah, like when people are like behaving in a way where I'm like, they seem like they're really not in doing the best in their life right now. And I don't want to watch mm-hmm. you because I feel like that's rude. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> yeah. like I would rather watch people who are like ready to like be in front of people and they're like, uh-huh. okay, we're going to, we're going to be ourselves. But like, I love, couples and like listening to couple stories and like or mm-hmm. just listening to like 
people tell their relationship stories or like be on dates. I don't know. There's mm-hmm. something about like the dynamic of couples that I'm because they're so also different. Yeah. And like romance and like romantic love and like couples have is such a like um I don't say universal archetype, but it's like such a like classic archetype of like mm-hmm. this is something that people do. Like yeah. Yeah. humans have romantic interests or like polycules or like Mm -hmm. like people who are married but they don't have sex and like like just like every kind like i would love to watch a stream where it's like this is this couple and then they just like do something that they do together Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i'm i want to see it yeah i I like that i I love couples couples, and i'm always like i love you guys Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i would watch a stream of couples being couples okay Cool, cool, I also cool. love love, so I'm just like, oh, if they're in love, I'm mm-hmm. in. Be in love in front of me, I love it. I'm a big fan of love, yeah. Mm, lover, love lovers, mm-hmm. just a couple of love lovers. Yeah, yeah. I'm like trying to think about like what I would watch because I'm not like a streaming expert. Yeah, like Carly Heiser on this podcast <laughs> right here. Um, it is me, the streaming streaming, streaming expert on this panel. Um, and so for me, I'm like. <laughs> I'm gonna admit the first thing that came to mind and it's a little embarrassing and it maybe is just an indication of how thirsty I am after surviving a pandemic for a year oh, <laughs> not, we not really dating love lovers <laughs> yeah but like I would watch just like streams of like attractive dudes that's mm-hmm. my preference or like with uh my <laughs> the way that I, I slant but like attractive celebrity dudes like making dinner in their home kitchens and just like talking yep like yep i would watch idris oh, elba make a meal no. <laughs> i would I watch stream i watch on. chris pine make oh, a meal oh, yeah Logue, are yeah. you listening do yes. it uh, we got a live stream of them <laughs> That's the cool thing about streaming is like you see because you so rarely everything's always edited. Yeah, yeah. Say everything's always edited, but like most mm-hmm. things are edited, and that's nice. Like it's nice to have curated content for yeah. sure. It's nice to mm-hmm. have curated material. I love a movie that's like ooh tight, it's a yes. tight plot. Yeah, <laughs> ooh makes me feel things. But I also there's something about streaming. There's something about connecting directly in the moment with people mm. that is just like next level. Like. Because it's it's similar to comedy, which we both we're both comedy people. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, they're laughing and they're sta- yeah. standing five feet away from me. This is the best thing ever. Like streaming is a very similar thing where you're really like authentically, and because it's like similar to improv, because you're not, it's not generally not scripted. Yeah, not, you can stream scripted material, but like mm-hmm. actually, people just doing it, just living. Yeah, and yeah. like being like, I know you're watching me. Mm-hmm. It's like there's something so like nice to be witness a person authentically especially Mm -hmm. like a celebrity who usually they're talking words somebody else wrote yeah yeah that would be i would that's a really good one Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we'll see i'll see if i can talk to some people (laughs) folks make it happen for us please on twitch dude oh if you're listening, somebody please do something with this. I don't know Both why of these ideas. Yeah. It, it seems like a Vogue thing that Vogue, like the Vogue Twitch channel will be like, we're having Chris Pine here today mm-hmm. making Alfredo in oh. his kitchen. Yo, I want to die. That's like the best idea. 
I, I'll I'll watch that any day of the week. So thirsty. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Carly, it has been a delight having yes, you on so much the fun. show. Oh, I had so and, much fun. Like, thank you for talking to me about capitalism and helping me work my way through like talking Girl, about capitalism. You yeah. said that you're been the, you guys should see this outline. Kate's Kate's a heavy hitter. <laughs> And she's on she's on team change she's on mm-hmm. team change it so yeah. we got we got we got peeps yeah all right well i'm gonna go like battle this tentacle of capitalism in my daily life today um and yeah i encourage all of our listeners to do the same um carly you have a wonderful saturday and we will talk to you soon yeah bye bye Equally Funny is produced by me, Kate Rogan, in collaboration with each episode's co-host. Our intro music is by Tim Durier, and our cover art is by Rachel Nevers. Episodes are edited and mixed by Area Code. If you're looking to get in touch, reach out to equallyfunnypodcast at gmail.com. You can also find and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at equallyfunnypod. Equally Funny is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com.